Hi, this is Kara Kading, and as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our new podcast. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers, and one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways, from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better. And everything else that we do or sell gradually evolved from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. I'm here with my dad, Dan Reisdorf. Hello, everybody. Dan the man, Dan the color cart man. Yeah, right. (laughs) And obviously your passion is being out there on the nursery lot. Yes. Which is really all like bushes, trees, shrubs. What does that all encompass? It is so amazing out there right now. Everything's starting to bloom. You haven't run out of plants yet? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I was just helping a customer out there yesterday. I'm like, I I think there's more plants out here now uh, than there have been, you know. There are. There are. Yeah. Everything. It's Well, we had such a terrible spring. So a lot of the nurseries got delayed, you know. So a lot of their plants weren't ready to ship until just recently. So it looks a lot better than it does. Right. And the stuff coming in is blooming or it's all in bud. I mean, it looks like it's just ready for... Beautiful fringe trees in yesterday. They're just all in bloom. <laughs> so you're saying it's time for a new color cart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People enjoy those. It's fun. and it's, Oh, yeah. You know. I get asked all the time when I'm out of the nursery. Oh, you're the color cart guy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys those look like you're having so much we fun. We do. We have fun. Uh, no denying that for sure. Right. <laughs> but today you want to talk about something that is very passionate and really important. I know we like to have fun, but this is a very serious problem that we are all facing climate change and global warming whatever you want to call it and talking about like what we can do yeah how we can make an impact yeah right yeah so you can all quit using your electric toothbrush or something like that but you know i love my electric toothbrush dad i bought one for everybody for christmas if you're on my list oh no it's all your fault i was like you're getting an electric toothbrush work on those gums (laughs) chip 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 right so but there's so much that that you can do, but one of the most important things that you can do for yourself today and for the future is to plant a tree. Plant a tree? Or well, how many should we uh, plant? How, six, how about 620? <laughs> All right. And well, we'll find out why 620 is important as we go into this. That would be great. I know. But I do, you know, when we think about planting trees, and there's lots of tree selections and you can help kind of guide oh, us through yeah, some of yeah. your best ones. Like that when you mm-hmm. talk about how important it is to plant trees, mm-hmm. does it matter what kind of tree? Well, sure. You want to plant ones, you know, hopefully that are going to last a long time. You don't want to plant something that's just very short-lived because a plant really will start doing its work more as it gets larger. As it gets more leaf surface, it'll do more cleaning the air of the carbon dioxide and producing oxygen, which we need to breathe. We need oxygen, people. Yes. Free air. Yes, right. <laughs> it's so simple. I know why this isn't being promoted more. <laughs> so, Well, thank goodness for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when we're talking about, I mean, people think about their landscape and wanting to plant trees, but really aesthetically, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. But why is it so important? What kind of impact is it going to have on our world, really? Yeah, well. Um, what are they connected to? Yeah, well, trees ab- absorb, their, we call them our carbon sink. <laughs> 
because they absorb the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. They convert it into glucose. Then they store it in their leaves and branches and roots as they grow. So then they exhale oxygen. So their waste material is oxygen, which we need for our breathing. So that is how they can produce more air and reduce the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So that whole symbiotic relationship. And I mean, all plants are really doing that, right? To be able to help to absorb our Mm -hmm. CO2. Giving but, off oxygen, but oh, a tree, yeah. the magnitude, well, yeah, probably has more impact. Size, it, yeah, right, it, and how long they live. You know, I mean, your annual plants, obviously, are... unfortunately, Dad, <laughs> I know annuals <laughs> uh, yeah. stand a little longer. Well, they're kind of small, and <laughs> yes, you know, they true, they don't last. You know, for years and years, like a tree can. Right, that's mm-hmm. important. Right. So just helping with that, but when we talk about trying to understand the volume of CO two that a person Mm-hmm. gives off or how do you help to counterweight right. like what would it take yeah well actually a person produces 15 and a half tons of carbon dioxide a year <laughs> so does it matter what they eat does it have any impact on how uh, much co2 well, you're giving off? if you go to taco bell does that yeah, matter I don't yeah. know. what about if you're a cow right <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that story yeah <laughs> so but actually to counteract that each person needs 620 trees growing somewhere on the earth to counteract what the carbon dioxide that you produce every year whether it's you know breathing or driving your car or using your air conditioner <laughs> you know all that sort of I'm stuff I'm going to be riding my bike actually a lot more often <laughs> yeah. now because yeah. the gas prices are ridiculous Yeah right yeah but even when you're riding your bike you're expelling carbon dioxide you know so. I can't win here dad <laughs> So you're saying trees are the only way yeah, right. They are. But, you know, now I, as I look around, I notice just with new development of new communities, and a lot of people come here and say, when you mm. ask them what their environment is like in their backyard, mm. and they're trying to pick out plants, the number one thing they come to me and say is, it's so windy. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's one good thing that trees do, too. I know that has nothing to do with the carbon dioxide, but yeah, it is so windy because look at all the trees that we've lost just in the past few years with the ash tree. Yeah, that was terrible. Problem, you know, with the emerald ash borer that killed all the trees you drive up and down the street you still see so many dead trees so much has been lost right not only should we plant more but we should have to replace those that died already right when you talk about trees and the importance of planting new trees is that enough or is there something else that we can do to help uh, with this you not only have to plant new ones but you have to keep the ones that are already existing healthy so you know fertilizing your trees and helping them live better and grow bigger yes that's all going to help too so you know preserve the trees we have and then plant new ones because a tree doesn't last forever we have to start thinking about replacing trees we should have been replacing ash trees a long time before they all died right right now we've got that was so devastating real deficit as far as tree production is gone so when we talk about like climate change is there anything else besides you know i mean obviously we're gonna and i'm really excited to talk about maybe some of your Mm -hmm. favorite trees or recommendations but Mm -hmm. any other tips or anything that we can do to just be a little more conscious and be a little bit better to mother earth i think that we all have to do our part to maybe reduce the number of miles that we drive (laughs) i know everybody's you know switching to electric vehicles but you know that might not be the answer too it depends on where your power is coming from if it's coming from the power plant the power plant is producing carbon dioxide also so (laughs) you know it's not it's not cutting Uh, it out completely you know if you get your power all from solar panels then you're actually doing some good for the earth 
I know solar obviously continues to grow in awareness mm-hmm. and efficiency too. We just got these solar panels here at Milliger's yeah, right. on our roof, which is so exciting to uh, see that start to. Yeah, we put in a, a whole lot of them on the warehouse, on the on the store. Up on the garden store there. Garden yeah, store, yeah, right. So I think whatever you can do to make a big impact on reducing the CO2 so we have to use less energy that's produced by the power plant. You know, so right. That's the direction we should be going. I'm pretty excited to hear from you and your mm-hmm. amazing education on some of the trees mm-hmm. that you would recommend is there a little highlight reel here of mm-hmm. some of your favorites yeah <laughs> i do have some real favorites and one of the top on my list is the autumn gold ginkgo that is beautiful i mean the color yeah. of that is incredible yeah right they're green all summer you know mm-hmm. but then they're turned this brilliant yellow color in the fall one really cool thing about these trees is that they drop all their leaves in one day in the fall. You'll, you'll, that kind of makes my life a little easier. I'm yeah, like, okay, today's yeah. the day, guys. <laughs> yeah. Drop those leaves. I don't want to be raking all season. I know. Yeah. Well, some trees drop a few yes, every day. It's and it's continuous. Like, oh, yeah, right. And the leaves are kind of a fan shape. They're a real. They're so beautiful. They're very, Ginkgo, a prim- uh, it's a very primitive tree, is- actually. Yeah. So it has a primitive type of leaf. But they're very easy to grow. They're very disease resistant. I don't really know of any diseases that they really even get, you know, so. Well, that's uh, helpful. Yeah. Autumn gold ginkgo. Those are beautiful. Mm-hmm, right. And if you don't want well, that gold color, well, the, yeah. The, there are two things that you should watch out when you buy a ginkgo. One of them is to get one that's the right size. We do have ones that grow more narrow than the autumn gold. We also have some dwarf ones, which I'll tell you about. But you have to make sure that you get a male Oh, yes. Yes. There are male and female ginkgos. We only sell male ones at Milliger's. But if you have a female one, you'd know it because when it blooms in the spring. I know. I remember up in Madison when I was going to school there that there was a female ginkgo that was planted. Oh, it just stunk. Yeah, you got a gauge. It was terrible. Like rotten eggs. Yeah, it was. I was like, what is that smell? It's this female ginkgo. Come on, girls. That's why you don't have to worry about the deer eating the trees. True. Yeah. By the way, these stink. Yeah. <laughs> Any so, other ginkgos here? I well, see one in I, your hand coming up. We do out. have one. This is a really cute one that's called Jade Butterflies. And you don't have to have a big space for this particular ginkgo. This one only gets like 12 to 15 feet tall. So it's kind of a dwarf one. I'm not sure we have any in stock right now because they seem to go really fast when we get them in. But if you're interested, let Shelly know on the nursery lot. You just get on the list. Give you a call. Yeah, she does a great job of calling people when stuff comes in. Right. Yeah. Or if anything else you're looking for, let her know so she can let you know when they arrive. Yeah. And when she tells you to come in, (laughs) take her word for it, get in here and buy it (laughs) before it's gone. Because they go fast. Yes. (laughs) Those are beautiful. Jade butterflies. Mm -hmm. We have a ginkgo in our front yard. Right. Oh, yeah. You have a ginkgo. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I planted it in honor of Dan Milliger, my grandpa. Oh, sure. They had one in their front yard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Right. And I love it. Mm-hmm. They are they're well. a wonderful tree. One of my other favorite ones is another tree that has brilliant fall color. In fact, it's called Autumn Brilliance. It's a service berry or a amelanchor tree. And these, we have them here in multi-stem, which is my favorite. I like them with several stems. Or you can get them as a single-stem tree, too. Especially if you're putting it in a, like a parkway or something like that. You don't want to put a multi-stem tree, you know. Right, so. true. But these are actually a native tree, so they are very adaptable to a lot of different growing conditions. And it's a little smaller tree, too. It gets 20 to 25 feet tall. I love that amazing bonus of getting that fall color. That fiery red color mm. is just gorgeous. Yeah, right. When they're blooming in the spring, this tree is just like a solid white. <laughs> Massive. 
bloom display. Massive flowers. Right? <laughs> and those all turn into berries in the fall, which the birds just love. And the birds will come like in just a few days and they'll strip the whole tree. And it's so much fun to watch because there could be hundreds of birds just attacking the tree. <laughs> Getting all those berries. I want yeah. one of these in my yard. Is there a spot for, in my yard? Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's always room for more, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> So I hope I get everybody to plant a tree yes, today. Yes, get inspired. I don't need to plant 620, though, do no, I? No, no, right, I don't right. have that much room in my yard. Yeah, this is a nice one, too. And this one is another good feature of this one is that it's fairly fast growing. So this will start producing, you know, more oxygen quicker. Helping to replace my carbon footprint a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> another one that I really like is a cypress, actually, a bald cypress. This is a taxodium, they call it, but it's called Shawnee Brave. And this is a really bizarre tree because it is a deciduous evergreen. Hmm. So it's a, what does that mean? Well, it means that it, I'm confused. it is an evergreen. It has evergreen needles, but it loses its needles in the fall. Then it turns a brilliant yellow color and then it drops its needles. So in the winter, they call it a bald cypress because it doesn't have any needles in the winter. Then it'll get all new leaves again the next spring. Ah, you know, that so. makes sense. And they're real delicate, real soft, and it's a very nice tree. That tree looks like Cousin It or something. I know, yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it has like a lot of motion in yeah, the yard. Right. And yeah, this is the one where you'd probably want a little breeze in your yard to, to be able to see it the, moving. Yeah, to get a little movement. Is this what's out here on the nursery lot? We, we have, have one in yeah, there? Well, yeah. Well, that is a bald cypress, but it's not It's this not the Shawnee Brave. One. No, right. But you can see what the texture is. Is yeah, that the, right. what we call the yum yum tree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always stand when we do our color cart. We like to stand underneath the yum yum tree, but yeah, it's right. really a bald cypress. <laughs> but this one's a little more compact. Than, yeah. Well, no, actually not. It's pretty mm-hmm. tall. Well, it still gets 50 feet tall. Yeah. That so, seems kind of tall. But a regular bald cypress like ours out here will get like 80 feet. So we have actually some other ones that stay real small. We have a PV, PV menu, PV menuet, it's called. It grows real narrow and only gets maybe about 12 feet tall. So if you see a tree that you like and you don't have a big space, you don't need a whole lot of room to plant a tree because we have columns. So many options, right. uh, It's ones that stay smaller, more compact. You just tell us what space you want. You know, you have to plant a tree and we'll find the right tree for you. Looks like there's lots of options out there. (laughs) Right, yeah, right. The but other, that's beautiful. The, the nice thing about the cypress tree, too, is that it'll grow in a fairly wet area. In fact, it'll grow in water. So, And sometimes there are those just backyards yeah, that... I know, yeah. And people try planting several trees there, and they kill 10 trees before they finally ask, what can I put in this oh, way? Finally, yes. And then yeah, you, get, you show them these, and they go, oh my gosh, why didn't I know about that? Oh, well, I just love the foliage on that one. Yeah, it's real soft. Yeah, you, you can't keep your hands off it. You want to, like, touch it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, another nice tree for this area that's also a deciduous evergreen is a redwood tree. I don't know. A lot of people don't know that you can grow redwoods in Wisconsin. Right. So there are redwood trees that grow here. But my favorite is the Golden Dawn redwood. Doesn't Eric have one of these in his backyard? I or think did he so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that, again, has that amazing texture. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's real soft. And this one is exceptionally beautiful because it, all summer long it has this beautiful yellow foliage. That gold rush is what it's yeah, called right. just because of that. It's Yeah, gold. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bright green, really. Yeah, right. Yeah, almost like a chartreuse color. Yes, yeah, that's right. the word I was looking for. <laughs> we have a beautiful one right in our display yard if you want to stop out. We have some really nice trees. We have some tricolor beech and some dogwood trees. You're just kind of unusual trees that we planted back in our display yard behind the... A little highlight, yeah, a little section of some unique the things. nursery lot yeah right? yeah take a little stroll through there and maybe during the farmer's market with your bloody mary <gasps> yeah you can through can the back, garden go and... back there and hide. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> Bring your blanket. Yeah, right. So, but a lot of people don't realize there are evergreen trees too that you can plant and they do the same thing because they are a tree. They will produce oxygen mm-hmm. you know, and transform your carbon dioxide. You know? So, and one of my favorites is this green giant arborvita, which has really been getting a lot of attention lately. It gets big. It gets like 20 to 30 feet tall. These are great, especially when you're trying to create like almost like a natural fencing. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, with your so, neighbors and mm-hmm, things like that. I don't right. need them peeking in. So yeah, they, they make a great screen and they grow fast. And one of the nicest things about them is that a lot of people have problems with arborvita growing up, but they have a lot of deer mm-hmm. in their yard because the deer like to eat right. some of the regular arborvitas, but the green giant is deer resistant. So it, I wonder why that is like, what yeah, makes that know. one different? But I, think, I, I mean, I that's think they just don't magical. Like the, they don't like the texture of the leaf or something. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. So maybe it has a, I haven't really tried to taste them, but you haven't been eating arborvita out there on the nursery lot. What does yeah. this plant taste yeah. like? Yeah, right. I think I'll have some green giant I've today. Been, I haven't been that desperate. <laughs> Sometimes I am. I'm looking around like, I mean, thank God we have lettuce and microgreens here that I can eat. Yeah. That would be my first choice. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can make tea out of them or something. There you go. Yeah. So... Yeah. Now, is it arborvitae? Arborvitae. Oh, arborvitae. Arborvitae. Depends on you have to put your little finger up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have an arborvitae, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Another native tree that is really a great one is a pagoda dogwood. This is, a, I think, a nice tree. It actually is very hardy here. It's a zone three plant, so when we're in zone five, so you can see so you how, know hard, it's gonna survive. how hardy it is. right? And that beautiful, like those flowers, just the uniqueness oh, of their shape. Yeah, right. Yeah, they have kind of an oriental shape to them or feelings. Right, influence, yeah, yeah. Because they're kind of horizontal growing, and the flowers are just beautiful when it has all the beautiful flowers. But I like when it. When does it flower? Well, it flowers in the spring it should be flowering almost now or pretty soon anyway you okay know. then the um uh, well it has great fall color too a lot of the ones i'm showing you have fall color but not all the evergreens but <laughs> right you're still green <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah it's hard to be green right yeah <laughs> so but anyway the pagoda dogwood also gets blueberries in the fall which the birds really like so you got something going on just all year long with the beautiful flowers in the spring and the fall color and the berries and right you know, so, so many levels of interest always something to be looking forward to <laughs> so yeah i love that one yeah right another really nice one that i like is the ivory silk it's a japanese tree lilac it's actually a lot of people don't realize that there are lilacs that grow in a tree form so this is a like a regular lilac but not a bush it's a tree so it'll get you know 20 five feet tall wow this picture that you're showing me it's huge it's massive yeah, i know and can you imagine the fragrance when you're by one of these oh ones i just love it i mean it just just smell the lilacs out in the nursery lot it's yeah, just like right. being in heaven i mean yeah. it's just amazing well, these bloom later than the regular shrub lilacs so you actually extend the season by getting the early ones you know get with the shrubs you get the fragrance right and kind of mix them in together right yeah and then these bloom later so you get and they still have the same fragrance yeah, yeah i mean it's amazing I just feel like now with so much hybridization that's going on with plants, a mm-hmm. lot of times the first thing that goes is the fragrance. So yeah, to be able yeah. to have some plants that you can I actually know. enjoy the fragrance of. Oh, yeah, that they are really spectacular. So this is one that you'll want to put fairly close to the house or when you still have the windows open before you put the air conditioner on. <laughs> I know. I'm so appreciating that. I'm just glad that the temperatures are comfortable. Oh, yeah. Isn't it been beautiful lately? Yes. So, <laughs> 
And the other nice thing about this one, this tree does not get that wide either. So actually the city is using these as street trees now because they can go in the parkway. and A little more contained. Yeah, right. And I see a little icon there for butterflies. Butterflies like this plant? Oh, butterfly. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because of the blooming. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, it's great for the butterflies, a great fragrance. That's awesome. A lot of things going for it. (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) Do you have time for any more today? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. I wanted to let you know a lot of people think they can't plant an oak tree in their yard because oak trees get so big and they're so slow growing and everything, you know. But we do have some oak trees. There's one called that I really like. It's called the Regal Prince. This one is really spectacular because it only gets like 15 to 20 feet wide. It's not like a regular oak tree. It's more pyramidal, you know, Mm -hmm. so it'll still get fairly tall, 35 feet tall, you know. But oak trees are gorgeous and they have the the best fall color. It's just bright red. I just love the way oak tree, like just the way that the shape of the branches and stuff is just all kind of quirky. Yeah, and the leaves are so beautiful that, you know, so... Those are the ones you used to trace, remember, in grade school? Uh-huh. <laughs> trace those all the but time. But to have it a little bit smaller, a little bit easier to incorporate yeah, um, right, is yeah. great. So Regal Prince Oak Tree mm-hmm. is that one. Right. Then we have a birch tree also. You know, a lot of people like the birch trees with their beautiful leaves. With the bark? Yeah, with the bark, yeah. So this one is actually called Parkland Pillar. It's also a narrow growing one. It'll only get like six to seven feet wide. Isn't that nice? I mean, yeah, we talk about the different sizes of these and you're saying it's only 15 to 20 feet wide. I mean, yeah, that right, seems yeah. kind of big. Well, yeah, we have trees all different widths. So don't be afraid to tell us or don't be ashamed to say, oh, I only Yeah, well, six to seven feet wide. That's awesome. Yeah. I've heard some people say that sometimes the birch trees don't live as long or last as long. Well, but yeah, they are. Does it just shorter, depend on the shorter. variety? Yeah, they are a shorter lived tree and their conditions they put them to. A lot of people plant them in the wrong spot. I drive around town, obviously, and I'm on my calls and stuff, and I see birch trees on a berm or something like that. You know, I mean, it's not going to work out. That's like a hot, dry spot, you know? Yeah. And uh, unless you're out there watering them every day, it's just too stressful for a birch tree. They like a moist, cool soil. So make sure you keep them really well mulched and well watered, and they'll live a long time. And they'll be fine. It's when they're, it's any plant when it's under stress, that's what's, it's going to start developing problems. So let us show you how to plant it so you can plant it properly. We have everything that you need here. We've got the compost planting mix that you can use when you plant the tree. Yeah. So when you're planting these trees, what are maybe your top tips for keys to success to make sure that you're planting it the right way? Is there a rule of thumb on how deep to dig your hole? Mm-hmm. Or Yeah, right. Well, a lot of our trees are container grown and you don't want to plant it any deeper than it is in the container. And you want to take it out of the container, right? Yeah, take it out of the container. <laughs> I've seen people <laughs> come back and thing. I'm like, how did you yeah, bring right. this back in its original container? <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah, right. So take it out of the container, first yeah, step. Yeah, take it out of the container. And when you dig the hole, don't dig it any deeper than the height of the plant because the You plant... want it to be level with the ground, basically. Right, yeah, right. Because if yeah. it's too deep, I... If you dig it too probably... deep, then when you put the plant in there and then you put soil around it, the soil will be too high on the on the tree. On the trunk itself. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah that's called the flare. When the tree comes down to the ground, then it flares out. Uh-huh. So the flare has to be showing, it has to get oxygen, you know, okay. so just like otherwise you'll get diseases and all sorts of problems. And the other thing that is very important is to dig the hole a little wider, but not deeper, but dig it a little wider and then mix some of the native soil with like 50-50 with some of our compost to give it a good start and make sure the plant. Then that provides good aeration too, so those roots can develop a little bit right. faster. Yeah, and right. Through mm-hmm. there and 
So we also have a product that's called Mikey. This is a rhizome, which you can use to, that attaches to the roots and makes the roots work more efficiently. So they, it can absorb I, the I just think that Mikey product is amazing. When you see the actual, like, on the side of the container, yeah, right. where it shows the visual of planting a tree or a bush tree shrub, whatever it is, uh, with Mikey or without Mikey. Yeah. I mean, the, all those little kind of, like, micro roots that it helps to develop right. is mm-hmm. just amazing. Yeah, the root system just goes crazy and the most important thing with any plant is the root system (laughs) if you don't have a a decent root system no matter how beautiful the plant is it's not going to do well right so you get those roots going is there any advice for like when or what time of year to plant your trees well uh, what time of the year well Well, not time time of of day day. i know you're gonna get me on that one (laughs) right now well you know the best time to plant a tree right when (laughs) 10 years ago (laughs) i wish or maybe if it was a ginkgo 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's never too late, Dad. No, no, it's never too late. But then as far as planting trees, you should definitely mulch the tree. Use some kind of a mulch, not stone. I'm talking about a biodegradable mulch. It can be cypress. It can be... Uh, hardwood or anything but just don't use well don't use any wood from a walnut tree because that'll kill the tree but any kind of a mulch would work great you know so just to keep the roots cool and to keep them moist you know especially while the plant is first developing and also the nice thing about a mulch bed it keeps the lawnmower away from the tree i had a lady tell me that oh yeah you don't get too close to it her tree wasn't doing too well she asked me to come out and take a look at it and i was looking around and she's looking up in the air at the tree and i said i think you're looking the wrong direction she said, what do you mean? I said, well, look down here. <laughs> and whoever had been mowing her lawn, maybe she hired the neighbor kid or something, but the bark was all beat up from oh, the lawnmower no. and from the weed eater, you know? Yes. So, yeah. And so we had to put a... Uh, some, like a collar kind a, of thing yeah, or a protective a sleeve. Yeah, you can use like a drain tile or I know they don't look that beautiful, but just to protect it. But if you put a mulch bed around it, then you don't have to mow. So then you keep your distance either. from that area. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it helps if you're not doing your own mowing. <laughs> so. And watering, anything special there? Well, the water is very important, especially for a new plant that's the root system is so contained it can dry out pretty quickly. So we suggest watering probably, you know, two or three times a week, but watering real well. And it's really important, especially if a plant is on a little bit of a slope. Sometimes people water, but they don't realize that all the water, the water just ran just, all right down that yeah, hill. It's, uh, you're watering your ditch. You know? Yeah. So you got to make sure that you're on the water very slowly and you might even have to create a little dam, you know, just so that the water stays there to be around one side of it. So the water sinks in, it doesn't just run down the hill. And when mom and I do these podcasts, we talk and we really stress how important it is that everybody likes to eat, right? Your plants Mm -hmm. like to eat. We talk about annuals and saying how important it is to fertilize. Do you have to do the same thing with trees? Yes, definitely. Oh yeah. We have a, you know, a shrub and tree food that you can use and it's real easy to use. You can even use millorganite as another good one that you can just sprinkle around the tree. There are deep root feeder systems and stuff like that too, but as long as you get the fertilizer on and then water it, so the water actually takes the fertilizer. Right. You don't want to just leave that sitting on there because it can burn the roots. Yeah, you don't want to put it right on, right on the, you know, don't put it in the soil when you're planting the tree. Just put it on the top and let it absorb um, in. Yeah, let it dissolve and work its way down to the roots that way. So 
And that just makes a big difference because it's going to help with the... Well, it's going to establish the root system more quickly. And I always tell people the first year, you're probably not going to see much growth on the tree itself, but you don't want to see a lot of growth. Because it's working on the root system. Right. Yeah. Because it'll be too stressful for the tree if it develops a real quick growth on the top and the root system doesn't keep up to it. I get this all the time where people text me a picture or Mm -hmm. when I plant something for somebody and they'll say, is this going to (laughs) grow? I mean, (laughs) yes. It's a always, little bit of time. I always tell people in a few years you're gonna be calling our maintenance service to come over and trim this tree. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll happen. It's just it's yeah. not you know yeah, it takes right. a little yeah. time. Yeah. So and I always think it's a great idea to plant a tree either for like in memorial of someone or maybe mm. a celebration right. of something like mm-hmm. you just had a pretty significant birthday. They're all significant, but uh, ooh, did I really? <laughs> <laughs> you're not 29 anymore. Oh no. <laughs> But I think it's fun to plant a tree for, you know, this is my dad's 75th birthday and Uh this is the tree we plant. What tree should we plant in honor of your birthday? Yeah, well, I guess I'd like a ginkgo. Yeah. yeah, everyone should plant a ginkgo in honor of my mm. dad's birthday. I always, so happy I always birthday. tell people when they buy a ginkgo tree, as I always say, you must love your grandchildren very much. They say, why is that? And I said, well, because you're planting this ginkgo tree. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, such a slow grower. Yeah, right. And it's going to be a long-lived tree, and, right? Yeah. yeah. So you could plant the, the ginkgo and... Because I know I love all my grandchildren so much. Yeah, they're the highlight of your life for yes. sure. So, so that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pick out a well, spot. Yep, plant a ginkgo for my dad. Well, happy birthday, Dad. Thank and you. thanks for educating us and really inspiring people of how important it is to plant a tree, not only for the beautification, but really mm-hmm. how important it is just for our oxygen and, yeah. like you said, the glo- global warming. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's we like definitely to eat a concern. We also like to breathe. I love breathing in <laughs> yeah. and out. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And I am going to ride my bike to work. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I'm still going to use my electric toothbrush. That's one thing I cannot, yeah. you know, can't do without. So yeah. sorry about that. But I'll plant an extra tree okay. All right. for my electric toothbrush. All right. Well, we'll see you soon out on the nursery lot with Great. the color card. Yeah. Uh, any questions you guys have, you can email us. I'm gardengirl at milligers.com or you're Dan the man, dan at milligers.com. If right. you have any tree questions, you're the expert. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you soon, guys. Look forward to it. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at Milligers. You can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirl at milligers.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.